You're listening to Habs Culture, a Montreal Canadiens podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Habs Culture and on Twitter at Habs underscore culture to stay on track with news and updates. Episode 43 of the Habs Culture podcast. My name is Mark Anthony Bertaja. I'm alongside Justin Schwartz. Um, right now we're in a different setup. We're trying to get this video on YouTube um, through our phone that's filming. Um, unlike the other YouTube videos that are kind of like through a webcam. Um, so we're testing things out. We're going to talk about the draft today, which was very exciting. But before we do that, Justin, how's it going? I'm good, Mark. It's <laughs> nice to see you in this type of setting. It's a little bit different. <laughs> nice a little and bit comfortable. Cozier. Yeah. Can't complain, though. On some nice couches laid back. There's a lot worse than talking hockey on a couch for an hour. So Is there? There is. There I'm sure there is. is. Yeah, there's, there's worse, I'm sure. Um, so, the 2022 NHL draft in Montreal. Last episode, we complained that Taps Culture couldn't get tickets to the draft. Yeah. Luckily, we were able to, to attend. Um, and we're really happy we did. Yeah, it was, it was, it was honestly... What an experience. Very cool experience. But it's one of those things, right, that like it's weird to walk into the Bell Center not and not watch a Habs game and yeah. watch something else. Like you go for concerts and mm-hmm. whatnot, but it was just it was it was a little bit odd. But the second things got rolling, it was super exciting, like right off the bat, and I'm sure we'll get into that right away here. But what an experience as as per usual, the Habs fans and fans across the league, right? Because it's it's not necessarily a Montreal Canadiens event. Um, you got to see a lot of different people, a lot of, a lot of hockey people. It's like one of the biggest hockey conferences in the world. So yeah, big shout out to, um, to the Montreal Canadiens team, I guess, like behind the scenes yeah. who, who did the whole event. The red carpet thing was very cool. We thought it was just players, but we met a bunch of hockey executives, which was really cool. Very cool. We got like good spots, even though we were so late. Yeah. We showed up at like what? five thirty, give or take. Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit earlier than that. Yeah, maybe five thirty. We were standing and we got kind of at the back of the line, but mm-hmm. we met uh, basically the whole Habs. Uh, yeah, we met all of Habs management: uh, Kent, Jeff, Vinny, Vinny. Yeah, that was really cool. We'd, yeah, Bob Rov, they just walked by us. Yeah, so. but we we met a lot of people and it was it was cool. I mean, for hockey fans yeah. like ourselves, that's something that you not necessarily dream of, but it's it's definitely something. It's that a cool you, experience. Yeah, it's, it doesn't happen very often. We'll put it that way. Um, out of everyone we met, I don't think we're going to go through all of them because we met a lot. Yeah. Um, your favorite? My favorite? So, I like I like Lou Lamorello's personality. Okay, Lamorello, He yeah. was hilarious. Lamorello was very funny. He was hilarious, but mm, if there's one... I'll ask you this. Okay. Your favorite and then the coolest. Favorite was probably, was I think, Lamorello there, but I think okay. coolest... Well, we didn't really... We didn't get... Came, it's between Stevie Y, so Steve Eisenman, yeah. and we didn't get a picture with him, but he was close enough to us. Joe Sackick. Joe Sackick. Cool. That was pretty cool, too. What about you? Favorite? Um, hmm. Oh, I know who you're going to say for coolest. Well, coolest, I was also thinking Steve Eiserman. Okay. But Mark Bergerman was right there. Yeah, yeah, right. that's your guy. No, that's, that's my guy. guy. That's my guy. I, I, I was even thinking maybe coolest for myself. I, I didn't think of it, but Friedman was pretty cool too. Friedman was cool. Like just be like not necessarily doesn't have that stature, mm-hmm. but still still pretty cool. I um yeah, so I'll probably go um, Bergevin, but also like one very under the the radar was DJ Smith. 
Yeah, he was a nice guy. I think he was the cool. Like DJ Smith was a nice. If like I rewatched the video, I was doing that this morning as well. And he like grabbed us, and he like, yeah. <laughs> well, like for the picture, yeah. like, he grabbed our shoulders. Yeah, no, he um, was. He was, he was don't take this out of context. Yeah, but, don't take that. Out of um, but yeah, that w- that was really cool. I also thought, um, I mean, we're Habs fans, so I don't want to go in, go too much into it. But Sheldon Keefe was pretty cool too, and very nice yeah. guy. Very nice yeah. guy. Yeah, uh, respect there. But DJ Smith, yeah, was a was a really nice guy. Um, we didn't meet Dorian, did we? No, Mm-mm. we didn't. We saw him walking up the stairs. Kind of at the end of the draft there. Oh yeah, yeah. But, okay. Yeah, we saw we saw a bunch. Mm-hmm. It was very very cool. Um, then obviously we got into the Bell Center. Um, had to put our life savings into our meal, but uh, we did it with no we cup hungry. holders either. Yeah, we did it because we were hungry. Um, we have to. We had to. We had to eat three hot dogs each. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark also went on day two. <laughs> yeah, day two. Yeah. Oh my god, day two was the worst. <laughs> I think they shot up the prices for day two. Yeah. That was <laughs> funny. Anyways, uh, we got to our seats. There was a thirty-minute intro for the draft. Um, it was Gila Fleur's son. Yeah, and Mike Bossy's. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't it, remember. It wasn't wife. Daughter, probably. Yeah, I think it was daughter. But that, that don't was quote cool. us on this. Yeah. Um, obviously, Batman got his booze. Um, St. Louis spoke before the draft. Yeah, right? he, gave, he gave, excuse me, he gave a cool message. Yeah, just it was very like cool. Being someone who went undrafted, kind of doubted his whole career, so that was cool to have him there. Mm-hmm. But let's get right into it, Mark. Let's get right into let's it. Not, let's not let's not beat around the bush here. Yeah, because Montreal Canadiens, I'm not going to say went off the board because I'm I don't think it's considered to be off the board. No, but they went with their guy. Mm-hmm. They went with their guy in Uri Slavkovsky. Mm-hmm. You and I, for first thoughts, initial thoughts, Mark. Initial thoughts. Wow. Yeah. Because you ex- you might expect it to happen, but when it does actually happen, you just, wow. Yeah, when it becomes reality, it's mm-hmm. a whole different story, right? Because you're talking about a, a, sh- a player like Shane Wright who's been cemented as the number one overall pick since 15 years old. So when it doesn't happen, you're just in the moment shocked because all you heard was Shane Wright, Shane Wright, pain for Shane, whatever. Right. Um, but after watching the draft, after looking at some more things, seeing the way Shane Wright reacted, I'm happy with what they did. You know what? So I'm I'm gonna put I'm gonna put being a Montreal Canadiens fan aside here mm-hmm. and just look at the. Fr- we talked about this and you brought this up, but the first five picks of that draft. Having had it been kind of in an order that was predicted by many yeah. analysts, it wouldn't have been as fun as it was, right? So you got you got Slavkovsky at one, Nemich at two, Cooley at three. All of a sudden, right? You have Shane Wright who's picked fourth overall. Mm-hmm. When the consensus, when the betting lines and odds and and hundreds of different analysts have him going no later than two, yeah, is incredible. Mm-hmm. And you know what? To be honest, look. I've we've had this conversation before, and I'm a big Slavkovsky guy. Now you can always bring up the numbers and say you know ten points in 31 games that that doesn't that doesn't merit going number one. Mm-hmm. But I think that the Montreal Canadiens brass did their homework, like you like you've said many times, did their homework and went with the guy that they believe is going to have the largest impact on their on their franchise going forward. And I don't think they made a mistake. And for people thinking they made a mistake, I don't think they made a mistake. And truthfully, I think that going into the draft, I'm not going to say Shane Wright was overrated, but I think that he was overhyped a little bit. Having been a, having had exceptional status and having 
been, like you mentioned, the consensus number one overall pick since he was 15 years old. All that kind of overshadowed him as a hockey player and brought down the value of some of the guys that went after him or even before him. So, look, I, I'm very happy with the pick and I trust the management. So, I'm again, it's a it's a wow first reaction, but I think that I think that we're in good hands and I think that the pick is ultimately going to work out. It was more of a wow reaction because like you thought it's a po- like you think it's a possibility, but like you're like no, it, they're going to go with a safe pick and. Right. Um, the thing is, people don't realize that it's because it doesn't happen often. Usually, there's always a consensus guy or a consensus top two. And this year, there was a consensus top two, at least we thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no number one guy locked in by like a country mile, right? And 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 if I were to tell you that a year ago, you would laugh at me. Yeah, right? literally, which yeah. is crazy. And if I were to tell you that Brad Lambert would end up going thirty second overall or whatever he did, yeah. you would laugh at me too. So it's crazy how thing how things change and how fast they change. Um, but then again, I, I've been I've I've been hammering this point home for the last few days since the draft. And everyone's you know everyone asks me what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? And look again, like I said, I'm not the biggest Shane Wright guy, but truthfully, if Shane Wright was the Let's say in this case, after Slavkovsky was the best player available by far, mm-hmm. then teams are not going to pass on. They that. Exactly, and they I don't care. I don't care if, for example, New Jersey has their one-two down the middle. If he's good enough, and if he's if he's that guy, if he's there, if he's that good, Mark, then he'll he'll get taken there. He'll get taken there. And same for at three, right? I don't care how long Arizona scouted Logan Cooley. I don't care if he's been their guy since day one. Mm-hmm. If Shane Wright is there and is by far the best player available, then he's getting taken. So I so I think that having him slip to four made Montreal look a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that Slavkovsky wasn't a good pick. Right? Oh, I don't think it, I don't think it's a bad pick at all. I think I trust the fact that they did their homework. Um, look, obviously going into the draft, I expected right. Why? Because I'm not a scout. I don't watch every single game. I don't, I'm not talking to the kid. I just looked at the numbers. I looked at um, his previous experience in tournaments, his leadership qualities, all that. And I said, okay, he fits the bill for the Montreal Canadiens. But you see Slavkovsky on the ice the day before the draft with Suzuki. And you're like, well, man, that would be a cool duo or trio with coffee yeah um but i'm happy with slavkovsky he's look he's a really good kid we've said this before on the podcast when we listened to the 32 thoughts podcast and he was on yeah, that was back that was back uh during the there was some tournament it was it was after the was olympics? it after the olympics probably yeah because he had one he had one MVP. mvp yeah and like you just you heard him talk and he's just a really down-to-earth kid who makes jokes who knows he's good but doesn't He's confident, but not overconfident, right? And, right? And, that, and and I think that's one of the biggest problems with Shane Wright, right? So right away after the draft, you think to yourself, how does Shane Wright drop to four? It's got to be the meetings, right? And now have the days have passed. And it's true. Apparently, the meetings didn't go extremely well for Shane Wright. Nick Bobber, I read an article today, um, or a quick snippet. Apparently, at the combine, the Habs took Slavkovsky and Wright in their interviews. And they just pounded them and just spoke about, like, their weaknesses on the ice. Like, they went in on each really? of them. Yeah. Bobrov said they went in. Like, they didn't stop. Um, they were peppering them with what their weaknesses are on the ice, whatever. And they tried to get their reaction. And Slavkovsky was 
calm, agreed with some, but also disagreed and explained why mm-hmm. he disagreed with those points. Wright apparently didn't ha- didn't handle it too too fondly. Okay, and started getting a bit flustered and you know right. And it's you saw right away when his post interview when he got drafted by Seattle and he's talking to was it Carolyn from Sportsnet. She was in the interviews. Yeah, I I know I know Carolyn Cameron. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. And you see he's like flustered, just trying to get it out that it's a great franchise, blah, blah, blah. And he's saying a bunch of nonsense, just trying to sound like he's happy. It obviously bothered him, and I don't blame him. Did. I don't blame him. But I yeah, go ahead. But there was clearly like there's clearly something with his would he have been ha- able to handle if he goes on a ten game pointless streak and Montreal media goes and demolishes him. Yeah, because what? that's what probably the exercise was in that interview. It's yeah. like a we're going to demolish you about how bad you are on the ice or your weaknesses on the ice. Because in Montreal, if you have 10 bad games, that's what they're going to do to you. Right. And let's see how you can handle it. And they obviously thought that he couldn't do it. It's funny because that's actually a really interesting perspective because if you look at, you know, a lot of people from, from the outside perspective will say, well, Shane Wright is the better player. And you can think whatever you want. And that, and that, that could be not true. That, that could be entirely not true. But the truth of the matter is, is that it's not necessarily about how many points you put up. I'm not, not saying that it doesn't matter at all, but it, but there is that side of, of sport where it's, a, it's about your character and it's about your confidence and it's about the way you handle criticism. And if you're unable to do that in sport, and this doesn't just apply to hockey, it applies to all sport, then, then how good of a player and how good of a person are you actually? So I think that's interesting and I think that kind of is where Montreal said, well, this is where we're setting, this, this is kind of where we you know, see that... like draw the line between mm-hmm. between Slavkovsky and Shane Wright. But not only is it in sport that you have to have a good character, but it's also for the Montreal Canadiens. If you're getting drafted first overall by the Columbus Blue Jackets and you go on a 10-game pointless streak, no one's going to know. If we're being honest, no one's going to know. Right. Your coaches are going to know, but you're not going to be peppered after every single practice that you're not getting... In Montreal, every single practice, every single chance that you're going to walk into media they're going to pepper you and they're well, going to give it to you bad well we saw that firsthand with Jesperi Kakaniemi mm-hmm. right and we saw it firsthand with Alex Galchenyuk all these high first round picks that don't necessarily perform to their to the expectations that they're given and then all of a sudden you know the media goes in on them and, and gives them a hard time these 18, 19, 20 year old mm-hmm. kids that don't necessarily know how to deal with 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 the pressure and, and it's and no no hate to them for not being able to deal with it. it it's it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough and especially in Montreal. So I think I think that's important that you mentioned, Mark, that you know Slavkowski might be might be a little bit better um in that in that in that area. He might be able to deal with that a little bit better than Wright can and I think that's what set him apart from from Shane Wright. And um Yeah I forgot what I was gonna say but um Oh my god, I completely forgot what I was going to say. It's okay. But yeah, speaking on that point, Kent Hughes... Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Kent Hughes said it. We're not drafting just a player, we're drafting a person. There you go. It's not NHL GM mode where you close your eyes and sim. Go get some food while the right. months are simming through and this guy <laughs> just becomes a 90 overall, right? Um, it's, not a, it's not necessarily all about the overall. It's about it's about character. Mm-hmm, and, and, exactly. and Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon and the whole brass has really emphasized the importance of character on a hockey team. And... They're not. They're not going to put up with someone who, 
like put it this way when when PK Subban was in Montreal you know PK Subban is a fan favorite on the ice but in the locker room he wasn't mm-hmm. and you could see how that affected the team and their morale and and the the character on the ice so with that being said is that they don't want to replicate something of that of that of that same style yeah. right you don't want you don't want to replicate something like that so i think i think they're hammering home the point of character and i think that they went with their guy and i think that they made sure that he can respond well to criticism and 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 to to good stuff too yeah so so we'll see i'm currently on the sportingnews.com i don't know what you're on you're on the athletic yeah is that winners and losers this is a day two i don't know okay why I, have I, have day, I have day one okay, cool. so then we'll go to you sounds good um this is the sportingnews.com written by brian murphy i'm gonna name them what he has and we're gonna agree or disagree we're gonna comment and uh we'll go from there cool so his first winner and i don't think this is in particular any particular order i think he's just listing them sure um because i'm scrolling down here and okay yeah okay we're gonna add to this because Anyways. Why there's not many? Well, there's there's a few and there's some that like I can just get the one from the athletic if you'd like. Okay, pull it up and we'll compare them. Okay, cool. So I'll start with this one. He has a winner, and again, no particular order, I don't think so at least. I didn't read the, I didn't read the introduction. Um the Buffalo Sabres. Mm-hmm. Buffalo had three first round picks, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So Nine, they have eight, sixteen they, and twenty eight. There you go. So they the, uh, the athletic agrees with that on number one. Buffalo. So, yeah, Matt Savoy. Mm-hmm. I don't like saying that. Savoy. Yeah, I, I like Savoy. But anyway, yeah. well, Matt Matt Matty S there. Savoy. Um, Noah Oslin at mm-hmm. pick sixteen, and then Yuri uh, Kulik at pick uh, twenty eight. All centers. That's interesting, considering that they have cousins at one, and then do they have it? They, do they have it two as of right now? Is Thompson not a center? Yeah, Tate Thompson, I think, is interchangeable oh, on the wing. Right? But yeah, but still, that is. Inter- but I think Matt Savoy is talented enough to be mm-hmm. uh, moved to the wing as well. So, because here they have him listed as a center right wing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they have Kulik set, uh, listed as center left wing right wing. So, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, you it, it's very hard to go wrong with three first round picks. Yeah, we'll see. Exactly. That's well, unless you're the Boston Bruins. Well, there you go. <laughs> but but we'll see how this turns out, right? There you go. But you look at last year, for example, and and right off the bat, I mean, last year when we did our post draft post draft roundup, we talked about Columbus and how they hit the hit the 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 nail on the head, if that's the expression. Yeah. And and then again, we have to remember they did have three first round picks. They picked Ken Johnson, Cole Sillinger, and um, that's some Russian guy. Yeah, so that's, that's amazing. It's tough sometimes mm-hmm. to, to, mi- to miss when you have that many picks. Yeah, yeah. Um, is your next one a winner? Is it a winner? Yeah, or? it's all winners here. Okay, because well, right now he's going winner, loser, winner, loser. Okay, I can go to the losers here if I even have. <laughs> they have a lot. Okay, overtime winners. What the heck? Anyway, okay, continue on. I'll just name the, the, the first loser um, they have or Brian has. It's Shane Wright. <laughs> no way. That's funny. Yeah, if a loser, Shane Wright. Um, and I can't disagree. I'm not a fan. He he went into the draft. Well, we saw it, Mark. We saw it firsthand. Let's talk about our experience for a second. He was outside. Yeah, you're signing right. Every single. Every yeah. single autograph and taking pictures with everyone, which is great. Which we got is a great. picture with the fourth we, overall pick. Yeah, we got a picture with Shane Wright. But... <laughs> The truth of the matter is, is that in my eyes, and I think in your eyes as well, is that his expectation was to be drafted number one. His expectation was that these are going to be my fans in a few hours, so might as well make the most out of it. While Slavkovsky had on his mind, 
wherever I get drafted, I get drafted as long as I'm in the NHL. Um, yeah, look, he clearly wasn't happy. He stared down the Habs table, which to me is the stupidest thing you can do. Why would you stare down an NHL organization, especially this one? Look, to, to be honest, in my eyes, there's no room for that in sport. You're childish. And, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There's a very, like I, I've mentioned this before, there's a very fine line between cocky and confident, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think that I think that Shane Wright crossed that line. And for him to cross that line this early in his career where he hasn't played a single NHL game, and he's getting drafted fourth overall, and he's a, I'm not going to say he's upset about it, but he's... Well, it's because he was given everything, and now one thing went wrong, and it right. ticked him off. Exceptional status, first overall in the yeah, OHL draft. There you go. Best point per game for a 15-year-old, whatever he did, or he was second. He was given everything, or as he would say, earned everything to be the first overall pick, because he said he earned to be the he earned the right to be the first overall pick. Um, and he said he's ready to put on that sweater, that Hab sweater. And you know, he jumped the gun a bit too quick. Uh, clearly, he had a off season. Um, to his expectations, and clearly his his interviews didn't go so well. So um, and you know I don't know like again, apparently the post was deleted, but there was an Instagram post of a hockey fan page, um, who posted like Slavkovsky going first overall, and a bunch of people commented and people were saying like oh what a bust, uh, worst first overall pick in years blah blah blah, and all of those comments were liked by Shane Wright. Are you kidding? Yeah. Now the post has been deleted, but it's on Twitter, the screenshots of him liking them. Again, we can't confirm if it's real. But yeah, we're not going to go. Yeah. But why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's not a good look. And you know it's what? Now and now the pressure's on him, right? Because it's funny because you would think that the pressure would be off him going yeah. fourth overall. And now he kind of has, well, that's not true. You know, going fourth overall now, he has a lot to prove. But you have a, not only do you have a lot to prove, but... You have to make sure that you prove yourself because you're you're he's talking a big game. So I think that look, we'll 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 lay off Shane Wright for now. We'll see what he does. And a lot of people are saying is that he's gonna terrorize the Montreal Canadiens for years to come. We'll see about that. Maybe him and Zadina can join forces. Yeah, they can join forces and fill our net with pucks. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll let him off the hook for now and yeah. talk about the the uh we'll talk about the rest of the draft. Do, who's the next winner on your thing? The next winner on this one. So th- this uh, is posted by um, by Scott Wheeler at The Athletic. Okay. Um, he has Seattle as the number two. <laughs> so okay, we're back on the too. chain right here. I have Seattle here. But yeah. Uh, yeah, just because they were able to grab, I guess, the consensus, consensus yeah. guy at fourth overall. So Not whatever. too shabby. Yeah, we'll, we'll scroll past that. Mm-hmm. Um, three I have here is the Winnipeg Jets. As a winner. This guy doesn't have the Winnipeg Jets. And I I kind of agree with the Jets because they got Lambert, no? They, at 30? they got Lambert at 30. And at 14, they got Rutmer McGrordy. McGrordy. It's a tough okay. name. But he was, uh, they kind of had him, he had him ranked at, at I think, uh, number 15. He ended up going 14. So, look, it's two value guys. Again, two they, first round picks. They could have had Kamel and Lambert. That's true. Eh? The two Finns. They That's passed. They passed on Kamel, and Lekaramaki. But, but a few teams did. Uh, uh, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But I would say about seven, seven, eight, nine teams passed on Kamel as well. Mm-hmm. Right? He was he was supposed to go in that seven eight range, and he ended up going seventeen. Yeah. So, but yeah, they they got their two guys, and again, it speaks volume uh, when you have two or more first round picks. Unless you're the Chicago Blackhawks, we'll talk about that in a second. 
because I mean, in my eyes, they yeah. didn't capitalize. But then again, I'm well, not I'm not a, a need, draft expert. Yeah, exactly. We need an expert on that. Yeah. Um, he has a loser, Ryan. Ch- How come? Didn't he go in the second round? Oh wait, I just muted my mic. Yeah, Ryan Chesley. That was a loser. I don't know if that was recorded. Ryan Chesley as a loser. He didn't get drafted in the first round, apparently. I I don't like that you're. I don't like those guys targeting. Yeah, what's that about single players? That's interesting. Like Shane Wright, yeah, because you've been consensus number one since 15 years old. Sure. This guy didn't go in the first round. I don't think you're that big of a loser. Sorry, as we speak, just to point it out, uh, Gorgiev received an extension with Colorado, three years, three point four million. Three years. A year of AV. Okay, not bad. Not bad at all. But that that kind of confirms that Kemper. uh, He's out of here. Yeah, yeah. Or out of there. I think he was out, yeah, from the trade. You know what was hilarious is that I saw that someone, I think it was Punk, Puck Empire, I don't know if it was his grade or someone else's, but gave Colorado an F grade for, for uh, what was it? For for their drafting when they had, their first pick was in the sixth round. Their first pick was in the sixth round? Yeah. But it, but it goes to oh, show. that's when I was getting my hot. I yeah. didn't see them pick. Yeah. Well, I got to see it right in front of me. You left right before they made the pick. I, I was hungry. I was getting a headache. I think I had my hot dogs. Yeah, but anyway, it was uh, it was uh, that was pretty cool actually to see a drop like right in front. Like fr- it was the sixth round. Yeah, but he g- but he gave them an F. But how? How did they? Did they not have like? Just they actually, gave up, they gave up all their picks and they won a cup. They gave up everything. Let's see, Colorado. Well, go look at their draft. Oh my god. Oh my god! Their first pick was in the sixth round. No wonder Sakic was eating the whole time. <laughs> that guy had that guy had food in his mouth the whole, yeah. the whole draft. It was hilarious. No wonder. Okay. Man, that's probably Well, you just won the cup, so well, kind of that also, boring. Did you notice that Bednar wasn't at the table for maybe 75% of the second round? Well, I don't blame him. Yeah. He was talking to scouts uh, behind us. I'm surprised Sakic was at the table for that long. Yeah. Yeah, even though he's not even like he's not even the scout, but like, what is he supposed to do? There you go. But anyway, it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah so uh, going back to the Jets, there they had a pretty good draft. They drafted their two guys. The next guy on this list, uh, or the next team on this list, is Minnesota. So they got Liam, again, pr- uh, excuse my pronunciation, but Liam Ogren and uh, Danila Yurov. So I at, sorry, this is Minnesota, right? This is Minnesota. So I yeah. pick nineteen and I pick twenty four. Um, apparently, Scott Wheeler had. Danila Yurov at number twelve ranking, and he went at twenty four. So, I guess I guess that's considered to be a very solid pick. And uh, Liam Ogren was his ranking had him at fourteen. He went nineteen. So yeah, this guy on uh, on the site I'm on has Yurov, or as the Minnesota Wild as a winner too. Okay, he has Yurov as a very good player. He he says considered top ten talent. I heard a lot that he's like another Kaprizov oh, wow. that like okay. fly under the radar. Everyone skipped on him, and that would be cool. Yeah, well, but for Minnesota, yeah. It's you know really what's cool. funny, Mark, is that like during the draft we were talking about like, like it's so interesting to think about like why did this player not go? Like Lambert, like we know he has a few it's consistency issues. Yeah, inconsistency. Yeah. But but it's still interesting when you're an NHL franchise, you're you're a professional franchise that has a back end of the first round, beginning of the second round pick, and you're not willing to take a flyer on, uh, we'll call it a flyer, on, on, on a potential guy like Lambert who can, who can easily end up being a top 10 player from that draft mm-hmm. class, skill-wise. 
it's interesting, like, because for me, from my perspective, you know, if I'm playing NHL 22 and I'm I have a late round first late first round pick, I mean, I'm taking the guy with upside. Yeah, you're not drafting for floor, right? You you got to think. I I guess it's team dependent, but that's my take. So we've been talking for 27 minutes, and we haven't brought up the trade. Well, we've been we, we we're, we're trying we're savoring it. We're I saving think we it. just forgot. No, I didn't forget. I forgot. Well, we, I remembered at the beginning because I thought we were going to talk about what well, we did talk about Slavkovsky first. Let's talk about the trade. Okay, so it was a three-way deal. The Canadians traded Alexander Romanov and the 98th pick to the New York Islanders for the 13th overall pick. And we'll walk we'll walk the, the people, the listeners through this. When we first heard this, first of all, Bettman kind of spoiled it and said both deals were about the Habs. Um, so you're thinking... They just got 13. They drafted a winger first overall. It's like Aramaki. What's the second deal? Right? That, that's, that was my thought process. Okay, fair enough. That was my thought process. And then he starts in the next sentence saying, we've traded the 13th, or they've traded the 13th overall pick. And you're like... We're like, now... now are now they going for right? Yeah, are they picking into... Are they drafting... Are the they trading fi- into the top five? Yeah. Or, yeah, exactly, with, with uh, Philly. But they ended up trading the 13th overall pick... And pick 66 overall to the Chicago Blackhawks for Kirby Dock. So now it kind of all, so now everything's starting to add up a little bit, right? So they got their their big winger, they got a big center. I love, I love what what uh, Hughes and Gordon did mm-hmm. with this. They got themselves a great pick at first overall, a good kid, and then go get yourself a center who's struggling in his environment. But anything can happen under Marty St. Louis. He's a good hockey player. He's a big boy. I've seen a lot of comparisons about how Ottawa gave up on Zabinijad and Jeff Gordon swooped in, took him, and made him the player like who he is today, right? right? So, so maybe that, that's what that's what's in store for Montreal. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm, I'm again. We've talked we've talked about this over the past few days, right? Because we've been spending a lot of yeah. time together and having so much time to dissect this. But the people that are saying 19 goals in 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 100 NHL games, look. It, He's still on his entry level contract. Mm-hmm. Like that that that's all you need to know. Yeah. You're not I know you're a third overall pick, but not every third overall pick and not every first overall pick and not every first round pick is gonna come into the NHL and start dominating right off yeah. the bat. And especially in an environment in Chicago where you're playing probably twelve to fifteen minutes per game and not necessarily paired with DeBrincat or, or or Patrick Kane. Look, and he's dealt with some injury issues. That that's been a prominent thing in his career so far. So let's 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 Take a breather. Let's take a step back. Let's give this kid a, a chance to, to flourish. Maybe, you know, give or take 15, 16 minutes a game in Montreal under Marty St. Louis with a, with a couple wingers that can, that can assist him. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens. But I'm, 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 I get upset when everyone's like, you know, he hasn't done anything yet. Yeah. Hold on. The, the, these, not, guys, yeah, these guys aren't trading for a nobody. He's not an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. He, he's, he's an entry-level contract player who was drafted in 2018. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that that was three years ago or three drafts ago, right? Or four drafts ago now, whatever it's it is. 2019, no? Maybe it was. was he was so. drafted in the Hughes draft. Yeah, 2019. So 2019. Yeah. So there you go. Three years ago. Yeah. So... And again, Chicago. Like, are we going to pretend that like Chicago is the best place for for rookies? Well, especially in the past four years, it's not a very fun environment to be in with all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes in Chicago, right? Changes of GMs, changes of coaches, or the GM steps down. There's all the media around this team 
for non-hockey related reasons right. it's not it's not i'm ideal. sure it wasn't easy to play over there and on top of that can we can we look at who their coach was for a couple seasons there i'm, I'm forgetting his name it was the young guy oh yeah that guy Anyway, I'm not <laughs> no, not a knock on him. I thought I liked his aggressive Let approach. Let me find him. But let's let's not pretend like he was some all star coach either. That that Doc can flourish under. And look, people at home or people listening might say, you know, you guys are being biased. You guys are Habs fans. You're going to be happy with anything that this Habs management does. But truthfully, that's not the case. I'm not. I wasn't necessarily happy to see Romanov leave, and I don't think you were either. No. Mark, but it's the it's the reality. It's a business. But then again, Doc. Again, if Doc was coming into Montreal as a 25-year-old, you know, still hasn't proven anything, I would say, okay, I'm not too sure about this. But then again, let's let's for, let's not forget that drafted three years ago on an entry-level contract and come, becomes an RFA after next summer. What if he goes out and puts up 50 points in 80 in 82 games? Mm-hmm. That's solid. Yeah, very solid. It was Jeremy Colton. Jeremy Colton, yeah, yeah. So um, and now behind the bench, they had Big Luke. Oh, now? Well, before... Or before... Well, now it is, but yeah. before I'm... It was some guy that I was... I can't uh, even tell yeah, you who it was. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you. So, I'm excited about it, though. Yeah. Um, again, a lot of people are like, why Romanov? Um, you have to give to receive, first of all. Apparently, the Islanders were really big on him. Um, and at the end of the day, you kind of accept the fact that, he's mo- that you can move him because of the depth you have on the left side of the defense. Mm-hmm. You got Harris. You got Gooley. Uh, Norlander, Mayu, like those those are big names and there's only three spots. There you Plus go. you need veterans and you need them to slowly come in. So there was there was a bit of a long jam and they used um, a defenseman or they used a, a spot on their roster that was wealthy, we'll say. There was a lot of left shot defensemen mm-hmm. to get, acquire something that they, didn't, they, they needed and that was a center. So um, this guy has the New York Islanders has losers. Because he doesn't believe Romanov is worth the 13th overall pick because the Brinkett was traded for the 7th. Um, we didn't even talk about that either. He says he's a very big fan of Romanov. He thinks he's a good young defenseman who, who's in, like, the Islanders need a good kid like that, mm-hmm. especially on defense, on their back end. Um, but he doesn't think he's worth a 13th overall pick. That's fair. I love Romanov. He's a good kid. And yeah. not only that, he's... You know, watching him over the years, he's become more and more defensively responsible. And not only that, his first step is is got has gotten a lot better, and his his first pass has gotten a lot better out of the zone. So he works. He works hard. He works hard, and he, he I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that he'll end up being a solid NHL player, top for, four for sure. Exactly. But but there's the there's the caveat of look at our left side, right? You you just mentioned it, like. Let's Someone was going to get sacrificed at one point or another, and and if it wasn't if it wasn't Romanov, it, it, exactly right, it was the yeah. You're talking about Gouli. You're talking about Harris, who was just signed and promised that he was going to be given a shot. Yeah. So you got to live up to those promises. Plus, look, Bergevin drafted Romanov. I'm sure if Bergevin was still in the position today, it's harder to trade the guy who was drafted in the second round. That you have to go to Russia to convince to come over. He finally comes here, plays well. You get attached. Mm-hmm. That's true. Kent Hughes comes in. There's none yeah, of that. Yeah, it's not his player, right? There's none well, of that. Not, well, not it's his player, player but, but there's none not... of that emotional attachment of, I went to speak to this kid, to his family, convince him to come. You know what I mean? That's yeah, all 100%. gone. So it's kind of easier to pull the trigger. For sure. Yeah, it's easier to pull the trigger. Um, who's the next winner on your list? Um, Tampa. <laughs> Mr. Isaac Howard. Hey. 
That was one hell of an outfit. Yeah, definitely. Well, he, well, he claims he was the best looking guy there. So yeah, he's confident. <laughs> yeah, but, but see, it, like that's the like that like look. I know it was he was joking around. Like, oh, know. but it, it's a good. I like those types but of see, comments. That, I love those that comments. To me, is okay. You know what Shane Wright does a little bit overboard. Like, this oh is, no, yeah, this yeah. is funny. Like he has that little bit of swagger to him. He knows he's good, but he knows, but he's not. He's not overconfident. But they have him. They have him. They have him fifth because Scott Wheeler had him at number ten on his rankings. Ten. Now I don't know. I don't know. This might be a little skewed, right? Like no, but honestly, Tamp, I wouldn't even be surprised if this kid's amazing. But he flourished in he's a defenseman? the no. He's a he's a left winger. He flourished okay. at the U18s, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And yeah, he be and and speaking of risers in terms of rankings, we'll we'll move to day two here if that's okay with you. Yeah, sure. Lane Hudson. Lane Hudson, Steel. They had Scott Wheeler had him at 19. Wow. Got him at what, 30, or was it 40-something? 61. Oh, second round, right, right. They got him at, uh, sorry, 62. The the back end, there's literally... I don't understand that, There's three more picks after that of the second round. His, the, the knock on him is that he's 5'8". Mm-hmm. That's the knock on him. Are we forgetting that he's 17 or 18 years old? Well, he's going to stop growing. Yeah, but not yet. Oh yeah, you're right. Why? I, I, I'm not. Stopped. I've grown a bit since 17, yeah, exactly. 18. Apparently, apparently, yeah. according to a close source, um, that I can't. Dis- no, I'm joking. But I okay, some, you don't I, have to disclose. Someone, yeah. someone told me this. Okay, yeah, it's fine. And I don't know if it's true. Okay. but that he that doctors are saying that he could grow to five eleven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but but no, but people, people forget. You know. Okay, but Mark, but Mark, it's just funny that we're talking about. Yeah, but if he grows to 5'11", that's a huge difference. Oh, 100%, but at the same time, he's a good hockey player, so I don't really yeah. care how tall he is. And it is his NHL comparison is Tory Krug, so that's not bad either. Well, I was watching a few clips, and I I just saw Adam Fox. Maybe because they wore the same number at US, whatever. Oh, I don't know. I, now I don't really, but I, I literally, that's what I saw. Um, look, I'm not going to get too ahead of myself. I'm sure there's people listening saying, Mark, shut up, relax. His and there's probably a reason that he, that he dropped too, right? Exactly. It's probably not only his And I always look at the good things, but... Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Apparent, like he's that's everyone's talking about him. Everyone's yeah. talking about Lane Hudson because because cool name too. It is a cool name because in the second round, right, and and on, a lot of these a lot of these teams like like I was mentioning before about the back end of the first round. It, it sometimes it's about taking guys for upside, and if Lane Hudson doesn't pan out, that's okay. But if he does, it could be a really it could be a, a diamond in the rough, right? So mm-hmm. got to keep that in mind and got to keep that keep in mind that these GMs are 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 drafting. To build a team, but sometimes they'll get a guy that can really bolster their team, and it could be right. Like, look where Nikita Kucherov was drafted. Now that's a, that's an exceptional case, yeah. But it's still the truth of the matter. So, we'll see. Uh, before we move on, since we're talking about the Habs and Lane Hudson, and the Habs released their development camp roster. Mm. So the development camp is for the rookies. Um, a few names that I'm going to name off the bat. Owen Beck, who was the first second-round pick for the Montreal Canadiens and the first second-round pick in total. Um, Sean Farrell will be there. Uh, he's been playing some good hockey ever Riley, since he's been drafted. Yeah, Riley Kidney, Philip Mazar, Joshua Hua, which I'm very excited for. Oh, yeah? Very excited for. I think he makes the team. How come? Why are you, why are you so excited? Josh Hua? Yeah, what, like what's the... the... He had an amazing yeah, he tore season. Up he tore up the um, and he just looks like a good, good hockey player. Okay. Like a really good hockey player. Um, Ty Smolanik from the right. Toffoli, or that was the Heinemann. That was, that was Heinemann from the Ty Smolanik was from the Sherrod trade. There you go. Yuri Slavkovsky, Luke Tuck, 
Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, that was during the COVID draft, and yeah. that's a guy who everyone was second, talking that about. That was our second sec- or our, our first second round pick last year, right? Because uh, Misak like literally went to pick right after. Like I think they were okay, right? Like right there, together. Oh yeah, you remember that? Yeah, Tuck, and then my yeah, yeah. okay. Well, no, Mayu went first. No, not Mayu. My Misak. Oh, Misak. Yeah. yeah, and then people were making fun of the people. Both, anyways. Oh. <laughs> anyways, um, Oliver Kapanen. He was drafted during that too. You just got it. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Uh, yeah. He's a second round pick too, right, Kevin? I don't know if he was second, but he's he's Kevin's brother. Like he's uh, yeah, he's, yeah. It's a uh, Casperi's Casperi's brother. brother. Uh, Justin Barron would be there. Like, there's a bunch of names that I'm skipping over, exciting, but man. like all Lane Hudson names are very like Lane Hudson, um, Jane Strubel, Miguel Tourigny, seventh <laughs> round pick, uh, and Arbor Zek and Jackai. Oh, and then I the, want to see him. The goalies. Hard to play against that guy. The goalies. I don't know why these defensemen are separated. Are they? Oh, it's because they're hurt. Uh, Gouli and Mayu are on the list. Okay. But again, there's also like Mishak's not on the list because the Czechs are bringing him to their development camp for the World Juniors, which starts next week. So good point. Mishak's not there. That's gonna be cool though. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the World Juniors in a second. Jacob Dobes, goalies. Yeah. Anyways, there's a bunch of names that are very exciting. The most exciting thing about this are the numbers they chose. Oh, interesting. I didn't even know. Because first of all, um, every rookie that comes into the Habs organization gets a horrible number, and that bothers me. I don't know why, but it bothers me. Mm-hmm. It bothers some of my friends too. Like I'm sorry, like. Well, just like it's just like Zegers getting forty six. Yeah, like forty six, and who else came? Well, Caulfield got twenty two, but that's fine. That's me. fine. Yeah. Um, like Jordan Harris is fifty four. It's like okay, yeah. Charlie Long. I don't believe that he chose that. Yeah. No um, well, Kotkaniemi was fifteen. I don't like that at he all. Cho- no, it was forty seven at first at training camp. And then he chose. Then 15? he chose fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> terrible. Man. Um and who oh Cam Hillis got a really lucky he got 88th off the bat and I'm surprised I think honestly I honestly feel like you know how Lamarillo wants everyone shaved and no Mm -hmm. hair I think like maybe Bergevin didn't want high numbers because Lamarillo doesn't like high numbers either I don't know maybe it's like a thing what are we in dollar hockey yeah I don't know but right now um Slavkovsky can you guess what number he took give me a couple guesses like I'll get is it in the 80s no, it's in the it's over fifty under eighty. Don't tell me he's taking sixty something. You're close. Sixty seven? No. Like 74? again, this is just this might 74 be seventy four would suit him. Uh it's under seventy. Well, he's taking a s don't tell me he's taking a fifties number. This or was he are they given these numbers? You see, I don't think so. Because if you look at some of the other numbers, I'm like, okay, they chose their number. Okay, what's his number? It's sixty. Oh, but that was his jersey. I number think it was sixty-one. At, that was, his, that, was that was the number in league. It was. Yeah, we that's why I'm up. saying they chose. They for sure chose it. I'm not buying that jersey if it's sixty. Well, who knows how it's gonna look? It's no, gonna look it like it's terrible. gonna look like uh, who's the goalie? 60. Who's the uh, Jose Theodore? No. Well, that's <laughs> he what going he for. got number Come one on, at the draft. Tell me he wouldn't look sick in like eighty something. I no, I'm sure, but eighty like eighty-six. That would be very that would nice. Be insane. It's taken. Riley Kidney. <laughs> Well, that's a dope jersey. 86? You're going to get that. No, I wouldn't get rid What's of What's Josh Roy? Or Josh Roy? This is the my favorite one out of all of them. Can I get? It's a nice number? Very nice number. And it, like, is this, it in the 20s? This is the one that I saw, and I'm like, okay, they chose their numbers for sure. Is this in the they 20s? No. I remember I said, uh, like, it's almost as if they weren't allowed big numbers, and now, since you're allowed, everyone went crazy on the big numbers. Okay. 
Oh, it's probably like 90. We've never, it's like numbers we've never seen on the Habs. Is it like 90? It's in there, yeah. 91? No. 90, 90, 94? Uh, no. That would suit him, 94. Corey Perry. Okay. It's retired. Stop. 97? <laughs> 97. This guy thinks he's McJesus? Joshua Juan, 97. Um, Sean Farrell took a 90. So, like, again, nice. who knows if they're going to translate to the NHL numbers. Right. But it's just cool to see, like, we've never seen these numbers on the Habs, and it's not like we're cycling all these number 20 15 yeah. times and number 54 like it's gonna look cool to have these yeah, uh, these guys on the ice the, jer- the jersey jack guys like 72 72 is pretty cool i liked him with eight though like in in uh he wore eight in hamilton oh did he well now eight's available that's true right maybe caulfield makes a switch no well i, I want i wanted caulfield to switch to eight and anderson switch to 77 but now doc's gonna take 77 yeah big kirby Big curb. <laughs> Anyways, you want to continue with this uh, this list? Yeah, at sixth, um, Scott Wheeler has. Uh, did I skip over? No, I said Tampa. At six, he has uh, the Preds. They took Kamel. That's all. Yeah. That's all for the first round. He had him at number seven. So that's a ten. That's a ten. Like we talked about, a ten uh, rank change there. Um, look again. By no means are we. Um, in, in in our we're head, not allowed to scouts, uh, yeah we're not a, we're not necessarily allowed to say that's an amazing picker that's a bit like we don't know but but just by looking at so many people's rankings right like Kamel dropped that many ranks will give Nashville the benefit of the doubt there with a good pick yeah um this guy has a loser that I tend to agree with um because I usually agree that they're losers the Leafs the Toronto Maple Leafs as a loser um, what did they take in the second round? You see, he has, for the most part, well, obviously they they finally made it out of the first. Yep, they did. Good for them. Um, Mark's always taking shots. They traded the 25th overall pick along with their goalie, Peter Mrazek, for a second round pick. So they shed that cap. They, shed, they, they got rid of their first round pick to get rid of a player. Which is not something you want to do every year, especially when uh, apparently they're a mess. And apparently now they're they're going after Matt Murray. Did you see that this morning? I ho- honestly, I hope they do. I hope they do. That'd be hilarious. I don't know how bad he actually is, but anyway. Like J- uh, Jack Campbell apparently was on the radio telling that like he wasn't happy at all with the offers he received from the Leafs. Like, it was embarrassingly because low. What, with what money, man? Exactly, it was very low, and he said on the radio show along the lines like I don't have my phone but it was along the lines of maybe it's the best that I leave a team that doesn't know how to win like jeez and that's Jack Campbell the guy was always smiling yeah, and giggling guy. and yeah jeez like, okay yeah stuff stuff's not going so well up in the six so but I don't know I was talking to a, a buddy a couple of days ago okay and, and he was kind of telling me like and I agreed with him fully you know the window like the window is closing for Toronto like with the play, with the core guys they have. I think it's closed. You think it's fully closed? Mm-hmm. So there you are. There the you window it. was when uh, Marner, Matthews, and Young, or, or whenever they were on their entry level deals. Right, because now, because now what? Now you have the you have because that's when you can player. maximize the team. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Now you have four or five players making up taking up fifty percent of your cap space. Mm-hmm. Like you have to beg guys to take to take pay cuts. Like the only like they're lucky they got a, they get a guy like Giordano for a million dollars a year, right? They didn't even play that well, so like they're no, lucky. Didn't, but, but but like the point that I'm trying to make is that you're getting a m- more than serviceable guy for that cheap. 
mm-hmm. right? Like that's what they need, but you that's that's impossible because now you're seeing a guy like Ilya Mikheyev who wants $5 million a year. Like that's, first of all, it's an insane, insane ask. But the point is, is that like asking prices are going up. And with and the, and with that being said, the salary cap is going up as well. But but still, but but still, the Leafs don't have that type of money to play with. So and we'll see what happens with Sandine, right? And Lilligren. Well, one of, one of the two was was signed, I believe. It's for sure Lilligren, then, right? It was Lilligren and Sandine. They Sandine. were scared that he's going to get offer sheeted. Apparently, Duba said offer sheet him, so it helps me out. But how would that help him out? So he doesn't have to negotiate. Interesting. But again. But then again. What if it's like, eight million? Yeah, well, we <laughs> won't be problem. laughing now, there, uh, Kyle. No, then we have a problem. Did he sign? Let me check. Uh, Timothy Lilligren. Oh, uh, oh yeah, two weeks ago. Two-year extension, okay, but he's not. Like, he's not that good. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's anything crazy. I like he, Sandine though. He, he'll run around in your six-seven defenseman, maybe five. Right? I like Sandine. I like Sandine too. I think he'll be good. Yeah. Um. I'll say the last. He has a winner. I'm just going to go through the end, then we'll go. I like yours better, okay, your article. Uh, no diss to this guy, but <laughs> he has a winner, Isaac Howard. I don't like that he targeted single players. Yeah, what's with the single? Why, what, what's his reasoning for Isaac That he Howard? was just dressed really nice. That, okay, see, that's, that's baloney. The. <laughs> let's see. Yeah. There's a picture of his belt. And then he has loser Maverick Lamoureux. Lamoureux. <laughs> why? Because his parents were making out on the screen? Oh my god, you're right, yeah. Really? That's not why he's a loser. The cameras caught his parents celebrating. <laughs> like, what is this? That's why he's a loser. Okay. Then he has Ty Nelson as a winner because he was wearing a hat. <laughs> okay. okay, stop. Can we turn this off? Okay. Okay. I'll give you I'll give you the real winner. Okay. Um, seventh on this list, Vancouver. They took Lecker Lecker yeah. at uh, fifteen. That's nice. Wait, it was who Vancouver? Vancouver, yeah. They also drafted someone pretty cool, uh Elias Pedersen. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool to they draft. They kind of look them. alike too. They do. No, that's the thing. They look alike. <laughs> it's funny. Two Elias Pettersons and one team. Anyways. Anyway. Um, so seven was them. And then eight was Columbus. They took Juracek at six. And then they got that Mad- Matichuk guy at 12. Mm-hmm. But Juracek, like him and Nemec are going to be solid for years to come. Yeah. And like we've also seen the importance of drafting defensemen. Like after seeing what Kale McCarr has done to this league. Now it's not to say that any of these players are ever going to be what Mal- Kale McCarr is at this point. Male Mal- McCarr. Male Mal- Kamar. Male Kamar. <laughs> but, but, you know, Nemec. Male Kakar. Male Kakar. Why? Oh. You said Male Kamar. I said. I said- <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, anyway, the importance of drafting defensemen has, become, yeah. has uh, become. Has become important. Um, moving on now. Now he goes into overtime winners, which I think is kind of like like kind of the middle of the pack, like not necessarily like the top of the top winners. Like but congrats. Yeah, but like congr- like you did well, but you didn't do anything else. You didn't. No home run. There you go. Not home run. But good job. Overtime winner, New Jersey. They said Nemich. Uh, uh, so, yeah, New Jersey. So Nemich. I'm curious. So I'm going to read it a little bit. He says once Levkowski went number one, the draft truly was live in a way that it hasn't been in in my nine years covering it. My feelings on Nemec are no secret. I think he's an A-level prospect and selection makes a lot of sense for the Devils, even after they took Luke Hughes a year ago. They've now got inviolable depth at two premium positions with Jack Hughes, Nico Hishier, and Dawson Mercer down the middle, and Luke Hughes and Simon Nemec, two different, two very different players, coming on the back end, uh, on the left and right side, respectively. Nemec is the way the game is trending. Everything happens in front of him, and the game comes naturally. He's a smart, calculating player who is going to drive play, offense, and possession. So it must be nice to get all these top picks on New Jersey. Like, damn, they got a lot. And how do they, they always move up. 
Yeah. Like number two Jeez. was like they didn't have that like they had a bad year. They they were a bottom ten team, but they didn't have that bad of a year where they where they get a no. number two. Like like talk about luck. Like even Detroit the past years that have done so bad, they haven't gotten anything in the top three. And they've yeah. been horrible. Even look at even look at the year that Arizona had, and don't get me wrong, they drafted Logan Cooley and they drafted third overall, but mm. but that but that season merited potentially number one overall. Yeah, like they were right there with us. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't even get number two. That that that's kind of like the the luck that Ottawa used to have. Remember when they drafted Sanderson and they drafted Stutzla? Yeah, yeah. Which is which is don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, they're not complaining, but but who went first? Was it Dalian? No, uh, no, 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 no. It was uh, but. Uh, Pow? No. Wait, what? What so, draft is this? What year was this? Oh, it, it, Stutzel, Stutzel went three. Mm-hmm. Byfield went two. Oh, it was Lafreniere. Lafreniere went one. Mm. They might have got the best player out of those top three. I mean, no. Lafreniere is going to be good. Yeah, I prefer Lafreniere over Stutzel. I don't like Stutzel. I don't know why people don't like him. He's a loser. I don't find. Like, he, it, like he's soft, but he's, like he's so talented. Like, yeah. He's not, he, he's but, not cocky. No, I just, I think he's... I, I, it says a lot about a person when they just complain about everything and jump on the but ice. He's, he's, and a, what, what, he's, he's a German. Not that that, <laughs> not, not that, that tells me anything. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes if you're like a Russian, you complain. <laughs> <I've> never. <laughs> so we'll start that trend. He's, think, a, he's a German. I think he's just switched topics here. <laughs> but anyway, um, moving on. Montreal at 10. See, this is what I'm curious about because Scott Wheeler had... I give Montreal an A+, and not because... They're my favorite team, but because they made a huge splash. First of all, it's hard not to get an A-plus when you have the first overall pick, right? Because you're getting the best prospect. But they just made stuff exciting, and they hit in their later rounds too. But, he, but Such see, a good so organization, had, man. Okay, he'll throw a lot. <laughs> he had, um, had uh, Slavkovsky at five, like ranked fifth. Really? Okay, let me. can I read this quick? Yeah, go ahead. It was a pretty remarkable. It was pretty m- remarkable to watch the Canadians crowd pull the air out of the building in a gasp, and then almost immediately pivot into the swell and tremor of applause and screams. This is one that we're going to be talking about and dissecting for a long, long time. I don't think any of the players in this draft class are going to pull away from the pact in the short term, so we're not going to know whether this was the right or wrong pick for a while. Slavkovsky wouldn't have been my selection, but there is a real chance that he becomes one of the best players in this draft. I'm apprehensive about about just how much development room he has in front of him and whether that run uh, that runaway will be enough to reach a ceiling that will justify the selection. But the appeal is clear. He's huge. He's physically mature. He's got rare hands in tight, in tight to his body for a player his age. And he's got the confidence and personality to rise to the moment in a market like Montreal. Now it's incumbent on them to un- unlock him. Okay. Whatever. I guess it's a fair analysis. Yeah, I it don't is. Think, I don't think it's fair to rank him five. It's fair analysis, but he also said both sides that he's... He'd rank him at five. I wouldn't take him, but he's still an amazing player. Yeah, because, <laughs> because a lot of these players are like every 18-year-old prospect is unpolished. So it's it's up to them and it's up to the development teams of uh, the, the NHL development teams to make sure that these players one day become one of the great yeah. players in the NHL. But But coming out of the draft, they're so unpolished to the point where it's like you have no idea what you could be getting. So I guess it's fair that a lot of these players that are going in the you know first overall, second overall, third overall, like... They're, they're still unsure bets. And that's going to be huge right now because the Canadians, they hired all these guys. They said, oh, there's going to be a bunch of changes about development and all that. We're finally going to get to see it. We're going to get to see it, how these kids develop and how well, how many of these kids are going to actually hit. So I'm excited because there's, uh, there's a lot of good ones that they got. I'm excited. Because drafting's all about not only 
taking the kid and putting in an organization, but developing developing him. Yep. Exactly. Next, they have the Blackhawks at 11. As a winner? Yeah. He has Korchinski Korchins, at... Like, they picked Korchinski, Frank Nazar, and Renzel. He, he had Korchinski ranked 17th, and he went 7. They got Nazar? Yeah. Oh, good at for them. Thir- at 13. Okay, good for them. And they got Renzel at 25, and his ranking had him at 52. I don't understand how they can be a, a winner like this, but... Yeah, I don't know. And especially after giving up Debrinkat for the 7th and 39th overall. It was just... Oh, it was for both? Oh, for 39. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They're they're a very... Uh, not a huge fan of what they've done over the past two off-seasons, to say the least. They're a mess. Like they're a mess. A, yeah, they're a mess. But that's fine. It's not my problem. Nope. Do you want me to keep going? If you want... We could. Next. I say just run through them. Washington. So they took that uh, Miro. Oh, the Miro, Russian. Yeah. Yeah, the Russian. They mm-hmm. took him at 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13th, they have Arizona. They have overtime. So now he's considering I, it overtime losers. I thought Arizona was had a good draft. See, people are. A lot of people don't like Connor Geeky. And I don't know why. Apparently, he's, he's, you know, he's not a great skater. He's a, I don't know. I don't know. Hold on. So they drafted Cooley. It took Cooley, Connor Geeky, and Lamoureux. Geeky, Lamoureux. But but this guy had Lamoureux ranked 85, and he went 29th. Did Lamoureux at what? 85. 85? But see, I, I don't... No disrespect to any analyst, and in particular... Wait, is he an analyst or is he an, uh, uh, an article? Um, well, I don't know. An he, author. Works, he works... Yeah, maybe an, yeah, yeah. Maybe an author. You know what I mean? But, but all I'm saying is that it's, it's hard to rank 200... 200 kids you know like you don't i guarantee you didn't see all of them play right yeah so i'm not saying that lamoureux merits to be at 85 but maverick lamoureux what a name anyway i'll keep going um st louis at 14 they got uh jimmy snuggerud (laughs) who's this st louis okay yeah you sorry you know like isn't he like furcus jaeger furcus what about him like wouldn't he be considered the first round talent over lamoureux who did, what team did he go to? Seattle. Yeah, see, I don't know. But again, like some of these guys like have their guys and they just go yeah, with Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. I, I guess I agree. Like, Jager Furkus was, was was potentially supposed to be like a back end of the first round. But they he, like he went right before Arizona picked in the second round. So they could maybe, yeah, they, maybe thought, they thought they were just going to. Yeah, but, they were going to. But then him. why don't you just pick Lamoureux there? That's what sometimes I don't understand. But I guess yeah, we're unless not. Unless you just want to. You, go, you got to get him. Or you want to see the parents' reaction, you know? Yeah, well. Clearly, everyone. Yeah, Jesus. Fifteen. They got. Uh, they have Cutter Gauthier. Look, I, I think that was a great pick. I think Cutter Gauthier. Oh yeah, be, Cutter Gauthier. Be good. I, uh, Philly. Sixteen. Detroit. Marco Casper. Mm-hmm. Seventeen. Can't go wrong with Iserman. Yeah, exactly. Seventeen. The Ducks. So they got. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. Mint Yakov. Pavel Mint Yakov. Not gonna help you out there. And then Nathan Gauthier. Okay. And then 18 Pittsburgh, so they got Owen Pickering, the left-handed defenseman. Mm-hmm. Then they had the, now we're starting the losers. So they have the Stars. They got uh, Leon Bichel. Bichel. Who? Le- oh, Leon. Okay, I was Leon and Liam. Yeah, yeah. Leon, yeah. Leon and Liam. Leon Bichel. And so they got uh, Cairo mm-hmm. in the second round. Um, yeah, Jordan's brother. Jordan's brother. Yeah. Then yeah. 20, they have the Sharks. They took Philip Bystead. Not too familiar with him. Yeah. Uh, 21, Edmonton. They took Reed Schaefer at 32. 
And then, yeah, those are the losers. They only put 21 teams. I don't know why. Maybe because the other ones didn't. Yeah, exactly. Picks. They're just, yeah. But all that to say is that it was a very entertaining draft. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun. We'll end it on this note because we're reaching the uh, hour mark. Mm-hmm. Well, before we, we're not going to do bold predictions because yeah. there's nothing to predict except for free agency, but no. Coolest name of the draft. I want to hear yours. You can pull it up if you want. No, I already know it. The coolest name of the draft? Coolest name. that We were sitting there through all seven rounds, and there's one name you heard, and you're like, damn, that's like... Zam. Cool. Zam? No, it's not. What was his last name? I don't know. <laughs> that's okay, exactly. But he went like 160th yeah. overall to like... There were a lot of, um, especially towards the later rounds, a lot of interesting names. Well, I can't... Well, why don't we just do the most interesting name of like... <laughs> of what? What was your like idea? the first round. But I guess that narrows it down. Well, no, you could you could say if you. Why do you have one from? I have one. I think I think Jimmy Snuggerud is pretty. Yeah, interesting. Jimmy. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to make sure. Okay. Don't need that. No, there's there's one that really pops out, and it's not Maverick Lamoureux. Oh, Luca Del Belbelous. Luca Del Belbelous. <laughs> what a name! That was crazy. <laughs> what a name that is. <laughs> Jeez, Luca Del Belbelous. How is that gonna fit? On that Blue Jackets jersey, but... I saw a funny thing where it was like... Uh, I don't know which team it was, but it was like this team when they realized that... Uh, like the team managers when they realized they have to print this name, this name, this name, and yeah, this name. Like it's like literally. the most complicated names ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the coolest name. And Elias Pettersson's pretty cool. Yeah. I like Zam. Zam? I don't even know where Zam he went. Zam something. Where'd he go? To Let's Pittsburgh. See. Zam. Zam Plant. Zam Plant. He's going to play with Crosby. He will. They're probably going to make him into the next uh, Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You know what we should wrap up on? We'll wrap up on um, some news around the league, maybe? I thought you were going to say our experience at Timmy's. <laughs> yeah, that was... That was uh, Guys, if you if you ever order an ice cap... Yeah, make sure it doesn't look... Uh, and it's pale. <laughs> like, like it looked like cement almost. I, I thought we were getting like roofied or something. Like, uh, or like drugged. I don't know. Yeah, and you know how we were like the lady was like yelling top of her lungs like no 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 debit, and yeah, we looked at each it, other like what is this a flea market? Yeah, and we were like what are you like we didn't know what she was saying like it was like you know broken. why she was saying it though right? Yeah, because of Rogers. Yeah, but yeah. at the at the time I was just like what's wrong with this chick? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I didn't click because cause, like my service was fine, so I didn't click. Oh, well it yeah that was an interesting experience. Yeah, we waited way longer than we should have. Yeah, but. Yeah, but if you're ever... If Did you're you ever, finish yours? Did you make it in the Bell Center? You had to throw it out. Eh? I had to throw it out. I, I tried sneaking it yeah, in. Yeah. That didn't work. Yeah, no. But if don't don't go to the Tim Hortons and wherever we were. Uh, well, if you want to go support... If you want to go, like, check it out, it was... Uh, <laughs> Why would they go check it, it out? It was... Where, 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 Bonaventure. Bonaventure, yeah. Pla- Place Bonaventure. Um, yeah, go check it out. Okay, but Malkin told his teammates... He unfollowed the Penguins on Instagram. Did he? Yeah. That's interesting. He's going to sign Also, that. Patrick Kane is not going to... I don't think he's going to be a Blackhawk come next year. Really? Who's going to take that contract? Buffalo. I hope Buffalo does. The Rangers, maybe. The Rangers. Imagine. Panarin and, and Patty Kane reunited once again. Damn. What a duo they were. What a duo him and Debrinkow were, but... I don't know. I don't know what they're doing over there. The Senators, yeah, got the Brinka. They look good. They're they're gonna be sneaky good. They're gonna be good. Yeah, maybe another one more defenseman. They're there, like a stay at home, like a solid defenseman, because mm-hmm. they got Shabbat who's all over the place, who can like do both. 
Sanderson was just a right. He's pure offensive, no? Like that guy's a. I don't know. I don't he's know. A big what boy his too, I'm sure. Yeah, he's yeah. a big boy. Yeah, yeah I shouldn't. Uh, I'm not 100 percent on him. And then you got um, well, Branstrom didn't really pan out. Yeah, that's too bad. But he still has some value. It's all they have, right, on the back end. Shabbat. Mete is not being qualified, and it's not they like have, he's. Uh, uh, they have that. Uh, is he French? The guy I'm thinking about. Ber- no, Bernard Docker too. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't know how good he is though. Yeah. But I know he was playing this year a little bit. Anyway, so what do you want to end it on? We were just talking about some oh, news, like news around the league. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Brinket, Ottawa, Vanacek went to New Jersey. Yeah, like oh well, D'Angelo to the sorry Stars. Sanderson in twenty three games in the NCAA at twenty six points as a defenseman, eight goals, eighteen assists. Like the guy's a beast. Yeah, he's gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, the goalie market is becoming thin, and, like a, a lot more thin. There's a lot of talk about Jake Allen. A lot of talk about Jake Allen. A lot of talk. Question marks around Jack Campbell. Question marks around Darcy Camper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Maybe we'll, we'll post a poll or we'll ask a question. Who yeah. is the next player to move this coming off season? Like who? Who's? Who's? You know what I mean? You know, like you understand my question. I'm gonna go like get yeah to leave. Yeah, like like uh, like is it Malkin or is it Patty Kane? Oh, I thought you were talking about the Habs. No, I was well, gonna say Uri Slavkovsky. He's the next one to move to leave. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say Jeff Petrie. <laughs> the next one to leave for the Habs, Jeff Petrie or Jake Allen. And then honestly, you, you think you? I don't think Josh Anderson gets moved anymore. Uh, I, I don't think over. so, but again, who knows? Um, I'd throw Armia's name out there. Yeah. I'd throw... Paul Byron, maybe. But I don't think they can because he's hurt. Yeah, true. There's rules about that. Maybe Carey Price? No chance. No, he's staying. Zero chance. He's staying. But yeah, I think Petrie's got to go. Hopefully. Well, I say hopefully yeah. just because I think, I think the haul could be good. Mm-hmm. You can get a, get a decent haul and I don't think he's providing very much. Like, we're a losing team now. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, talk, it in, we'll talk about it in upcoming episodes, but... About uh, next year's draft and the, and yeah. the prospect pool that that comes out there. They have to decide because free agency is what on Tuesday. I don't know what uh, I don't know what day it is this year. And uh, and if you're gonna trade him, you gotta you gotta replace him on the right. Who, who they have no one on the right. Right. Literally. Like literally. Like, yeah. Um, is is Mark Barron a right-handed defenseman? Yeah, that's so why they went for him. Right, because so he, he's like gold. Right, right shot defensemen are like gold. Yeah, they are. So he's on the right. That's why. Other than that, really lost so many players. Uh, is Savard on the right? I forgot we own that guy, David. I hate him. Why? I really don't. It's like the thirteenth. Why does once in a while he think he's like McDavid? Like once in a while he has that. He has a signature move at the blue line. It's there, patent. Like, like that, that like that toe drag. It's on Wednesday. Yeah, he like brings it back and then tries to go short side shelf. Or he's something. done it a couple times. He did it to what? us in the finals. Yeah, true. But I think he passed it instead of wiring well, he's it. Done it for us too. Oh no, he just passed it. Yeah, yeah, he's done it for us a lot. So ra- it's so random, but anyway. Let's see. Uh, hold on. So free agency is on Wednesday. Who are the top name free agents? Johnny Hockey. Johnny Hockey. Nazem oh, Kadri. Evgeny Malkin. Nazim the Dream is going to get 10 million, apparently. Must be nice. Must be nice to have one good year. And But I think I'm not going to call it an outlier because I think he's a good hockey player. But I think that uh, if he gets ten, if he gets paid $10 million, that's, that would be insane. Kel Clegg's on the right. Edmondson's on the right. 
We'll see. Wideman's on the right, I mean, Savard's on the right. I don't want to go into it, but when you say they Wait, have to this replace makes no him, I don't think I don't think replacing I don't think replacing him is is honestly a necessity. It, you need a filler. You need a fill spot, and that's that's very easy to find. But you don't need uh, you don't need to replace him with a big name. There's no point. No, just a guy that can eat minutes because Petri eats up a lot of minutes. I know, but but next year. Sorry, what? Edmonton's a left shot. Okay, my mistake. But why does it? A uh, left defenseman. I don't know if he shoots right. But maybe he plays on the right. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, why does like Montreal? Like, we can both agree that the Montreal Canadiens are not going to be competitive next year. Dadnov's on the Habs. Everyone keeps forgetting that. Like, even on Twitter, they're talking about the line combinations with Doc, and everyone's forgetting about Dadnov. Because that's a cool little duo there. How come? If Dadnov can score, yeah, we'll see. Right, get some Doc. I think he's a middle six guy. I'd like to see. I'd honestly, I'd put Dadnov over Drewing. That's also an interesting topic. Because just get his trade value up. He trade played, value up, but he's a UFA next season. Like right now, I'm looking at the lines. You got Caulfield, Suzuki, and Hoffman, which I don't agree with. Oh, God. I'm I think you do Suzuki. Remember how excited we were about Hoffman? I, I, I still like Mike Hoffman. He's talented. I like him when he's not supposed to be your guy. When he's supposed to be your guy, then you're in trouble because he's not supposed he's to be He's a complimentary piece. Yeah. Um... They have Suzuki, Caulfield, and Hoffman. Do you put Slavkovsky with them to 100%. start? 100%. Yeah. Well, maybe not 100%, but you definitely put him in the top six if he's if he's playing in North America and he's oh. playing for the Habs. But here's the question. do you If Slavkovsky's on that line, is that your first line? Or do you put them as your second so your matchups aren't Crosby versus Suzuki and Slavkovsky versus... I think Suzuki can play against any line. Suzuki, yeah, but it's more Slavkovsky who he's going up against. Yeah, but then again, we have to keep in mind that this guy's probably the most NHL-ready player other than Simon Nemec coming out of this draft. Yeah, yeah I don't want to So, like, what, like, there's no harm in putting a 6 think, 220 guy against... Yeah, I think definitely training camp, they'll be together. 100%. They'll be together at training camp to see how it, how it goes. Then they have Dvorak, you know Joy Anderson. You know a scary line? Not don't scary. Don't say it. What? Slavkovsky, Doc, and Anderson. Not scary in terms of I'd be skill. The slow, scary. I'd be, I think that'd be the slowest line since why are we, Halpern why are we was a Canadian. Why are we acting like Slavkovsky's slow? It's not slow at all. Okay, sorry, the chunkiest and line. And why are we acting like Josh Anderson's <laughs> slow? Okay, sorry. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Like, Maybe dark a little bit. Like with the puck, like in tight. That's not very quick. You know what I mean? Obviously, if you give Josh Anderson 200 meters with the puck, he'll be fast. But in tight... He's just there. He's yeah, a big I body. Guess. He's just I gliding guess. around. Fair enough. Dvorak. But no, but I'm just saying, like, you, you have, like, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, four, six, four. Yeah, they're huge. Big boys. They're huge. Um, They have they have Dvorak, Drouin, Anderson, Doc, Dadanov, Gallagher. This is a daily face-off, by the way. I don't like this. Because it's I don't so like this inaccurate. at all, no. But it, I don't blame them. It's the off-season. Yeah, they're just putting stuff together. Yeah, they're just making sure the names are in there. Um, You're going to have Cameron Hillis on one of these lines soon. <laughs> Cam Hillis, the boy. Um, but yeah, this team, uh, it's not even that bad, but we should do a, uh, well, we won't do a, we won't do a, we won't do a free agency special, but we'll do a free agency episode. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll dissect that. Yeah, we will. Anyways, you want to wrap it up? Yeah. But guys, let us know. Let us know, uh, what you think of the new setup. Let us know. If it goes out on YouTube, who knows? If we if we can figure it out and let us know your initial thoughts as well on the draft and your your thoughts on Slavkovsky and feel free to debate us. I know it's a heavy topic. It's a, you know, people, it's a, it's a controversial topic. Yeah. So give us your takes, give us your opinions. 
We'd love to hear it. Did they make the right choice? Did they make the right choice with a W? Yeah. Right with a W. Mm-hmm. And was it Went Hughes? And was went, it? Went Went Woos? Went, went Woos and went woos? Weth Warden. Weth Is that, Warden. Or was it? They call him Hugo, you know? Really? Yeah. They say great trade by Hugo. Hughes oh, Gordon. Because, oh, oh, they, they call them. I see. Hugo, yeah. They have so a I thought name. you were just saying they call Ken Hughes. No. Hugo. By the way, Martin Lapointe, that guy is massive. Yeah. He was he a almost, little because we're so used to we're so used to like Bergevin, Timmons, and Lapointe getting up on stage and they're three fridges. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Timmons is a short, wide guy, and Bergevin's just like he's huge. Right? He's like probably six something, Bergevin. Right. And he's wide. So you get up and they're like, okay, this team's just big bullies like they literally bully anyone they want in interviews and then you see look gordon go up like cavalier is tall and skinny well skinny but like he's slim big. he's tall yeah and he's probably like fit but he's not wham you know what i mean wham like like, like he's not like wide <laughs> oh right <laughs> and okay. then then there's just obviously batman's there molson um bobrov and yeah there's normal they're just normal and Hughes is a yeah, normal looking right. guy yeah Tim, uh, Timmons uh, La Pointe is yeah huge. and then there's La Pointe who's just massive like he definitely still hits the Brossard gym yeah 100% definitely still uses that facility <laughs> um, but anyways we'll end it off that note um, I'm gonna be buying if there's one jersey you can buy from the NHL draft who would it be? Uri Slavkovsky I want that jersey really badly but not with number 60 I'd probably get a Luca Del Bobolus. <laughs> <laughs> I would get a Zam jersey. <laughs> no, no. Uh, You're right. Yes, but I'm thinking a cool jersey would be like that Brad, Brad Lambert on like the Brad like Lambert. the Winnipeg like that their like retro jersey, like the light blue one, the baby like. You know oh, you like, like that jersey? I love that. I don't jersey. like that jersey. You, well, you. See. I like the color. I just don't like the logo. Oh, fair enough. I like the Jets jersey. That's like navy, like the heritage class. Yeah, that's cool too. Anyways, we're getting really off topic. <laughs> we'll end it off that note. Thank you so much for joining. This has been Habs Culture, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot, guys.